The final is here, and it's 100 hours long, which is a lot. Plus, Jordan's off-roading leads to Anissa's probably sprained ankle. Bananas puts, quote, making good TV, end quote, above helping his partner Nani win her first final. Devin stays a wizard at the slingshot. Tori dares to mention her notebook, but no one is around to hear it and get mad. And holy shit, Batman, that's a lot of blood. Olivia, I love you. Horacio, I love you. You two are simply the best. It's the challenge. Ride or Dies, episode 17, a.k.a. the final part one recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in The Challenge universe, and we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me tonight to talk Ride or Die's finale, part number one, which... Should it have been part one? Should it have been the whole thing? We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. We're going to talk about everything we saw, including all of that blood. My goodness. I mean, we get trigger warnings for all of the appropriate things these days on television, but the one they could maybe add if they wanted to add one more was for those of us like myself who maybe don't love seeing blood dripping from all of the different parts of anyone's body. Uh, definitely didn't like that part of the episode just as much as I, or not nearly as much. I was devastated, as I'm sure all of you, because finally the Challenge fan community has found one thing we agree on, and that is... Olivia is a fucking star, and seeing her go out in this manner was absolutely devastating and just added added insult to the injury of the fan watching, which is nothing compared to, obviously, the injury that she was suffering, but having to watch all that blood, yeah, uh, I'm going to avoid talking about it as much as possible while also still obviously talking about the biggest moments of the episode, which really were those. But before we dive into the episode, quick programming reminders. Season 39's Fantasy Cast podcast put that out on Monday, had some delays. It came out two days ago, so check that out. And by the way, yes, they were both in that Fantasy Cast, but thankfully, as everyone is saying out on the social media streets this evening, if Olivia and Horacio are not on the next season of this show in every season until they don't want to do it anymore, they both earned that right times Horacio times six, Olivia times 14 and a half would be my calculation. She's earned her the right to do as many more seasons as she wants times 14 and a half. That is exact calculation from this challenge historian. So they should be on it. They were already in my fantasy cast and they couldn't be written in more permanent ink than they ever were before, but now certainly are. So go listen to that if you haven't already. This Friday, two days from now, a day from now, whenever you may be listening to this podcast, maybe already out, I've got a very special interview with Connor from the Challenge Australia, the MVP of that season, as proclaimed by yours truly. So had a great conversation with Connor. It was an absolutely wonderful time. Found out some very surprising things about the season. Got the inside scoop on a lot of the moments we did see and really enjoyed or were interested in knowing more about, but also found out a couple things that uh, specifically on the, the food front that maybe uh, if you happen to be a Challenge USA cast member that's listening to this very fine podcast uh, podcast show here that I'm doing, 
you might want to skip a couple of the questions from Connor because sounds like there was a little bit of differences between uh, what, what they may have been getting there in the world of Challenge Australia. But that interview will be out on Friday. Check it out. Then next week, only going to be one episode, Just Ride or Dies, the finale on Wednesday night, assuming, barring any surprises from the challenge world, such as maybe a world championships trailer and, you know, the official cast. We already know the official cast, but, you know, like the official, official cast, all of that stuff. Maybe if that pops out, maybe we get a little reaction pod to that on Friday. But for the moment, only plan on the one episode next week, and we're going to get some things caught up here over at Challenge Historian HQ. So, with that, we're covered. Let's dive in. Ride or Dies, episode 17, finale, part one, although also part quarter, because we only get 25 of the 100 hours into this thing. I promise, while these are long-winded podcasts each and every time, this will not be a 100-hour podcast, not even a 100-minute podcast, if you can believe that, which, thankfully, I don't usually go that long, although I have before, and I probably will again, but not tonight. Let's go. We are going to kind of walk through the episode stage by stage of not the episode in the final, which goes one in the same. There's basically one portion of the show pre-final and then, you know, four or five portions of the final. But before we do, uh, two quick kind of high-level thoughts to discuss up front. Uh, we'll have a little bit of time here because uh, the rest of it won't take all that long. It was pretty quick, you know, one thing to the other, only a couple quick comments on each stage of the final. So a couple high-level things to start us off. And the first one is one I already alluded to and is my biggest question coming out of this final uh, or this this uh, not the final itself, but this first part of the final two part episode final that I keep saying the word final and not even in the right order that I'm trying to. I think you understand what I'm saying. We've seen one of the two episodes that is the final of the season, and I can't believe that this is where I ended, but I actually ended here after this long season that I have at times said, you know, I wished was maybe a little bit shorter. And at times, not this season, but in seasons past, I have definitely, you know, opined a little bit for, do we always need 90 minutes? If you're going to use 90 minutes, could you just use it a little more effectively, aka in the manner that I personally would like as one single fan with opinions. Um, but I haven't done that much this season. I've appreciated the 90 minute runtime and I generally always appreciate the 90 minute runtime and the 18 episodes as long as they're giving us something worth watching 18, 90 minute episodes for, which I think more often than not than do, whether it's, you know, A plus greatest of all time or just, hey, it's still the challenge. It's still good. I still love it somewhere in between on that scale. But I found myself asking this question. Could this be just a three hour final episode? And which would I actually like better? Because I found myself being like, I need all 90 minutes of this. There isn't anything in this episode I really they could have cut out, you know, I want to see all of this. I want to see all of the stages of it. And it led me to thinking like, I also though really just want to see the whole final in one. I don't really love the like, and now we wait a week to watch by the end of this episode, two teams fight for another 75 hours and 90 minutes of our TV lives. And it had me thinking like, I kind of actually think I would, you know, I want all of this. I don't want them to cut any of this, but I think I would prefer watching a three hour version. And I say all that, you know, also knowing 
next week could be a real snoozer because again there's only two teams the editing team uh, definitely has their work cut out for them to make sure no matter what happens between those two teams they make it look like it's really close and competitive and interesting uh because uh, you know it's pretty tough when it's only two really two teams left at the end of this there's a third but they're they've got they've got a bum wheel you know rolling there and by the way this is not to bring me back to something i said I think I said it on last week's Ride or Dies pod, but I also brought it up a, a bunch on the fantasy casting and my my idea for the Challenge 39 and how they should do it. This is why you bring 14 people to the final. Someone might get hurt. Someone might quit. You know what's probably going to happen? Probably both of those things. Unfortunately, it keeps happening. Now, the ones that happened in this episode, absolute freak, unbelievable accident, feel horrible about them. I feel horrible about all of them whenever they happen in any season, no matter who it's to or whatever. But... You kind of got to, at this point, plan on, like, someone's probably going to get hurt and someone's probably going to quit. We designed these things to be as hard as possible to make, maybe to make some people quit and or to make it be the hardest thing they've ever achieved in their life and celebrate that story. That's why you bring 14 people to the final. If this happens with 14, you still got 10. You still got interesting storylines. You still got different dynamics going on with the sabotage and this, that, and the other. And now when you only bring eight and suddenly four of them are out and you've got 75 hours of final left, you're kind of screwed. So I posed the question to you. I think I'll throw it up on Instagram or Twitter or both, or maybe share it with some uh, friends with the, the bigger, more active social medias that maybe can share and uh, put the question out there. But would you be interested in this being a one, one episode, three hour finale versus two 90 minutes with a week in between? I started thinking about it and the more and more I was like, yeah, I think I would. And also then I was like, does, is there any precedent for that? And I was like, survivor does survivor does it every season. They do a two hour finale plus like the hour reunion or post show or whatever. So it's a three hour final night of watching television. I, I, so I vote yes. You know, I sat through all of that the last couple seasons of survivor. I would happily sit through it for the challenge and it would be way more fun. I think than waiting the full week. And I guess, does it really just come to like, is the ad money for the eight to nine thirty Eastern, or I mean that's Central, I don't, whatever whatever time it's in, versus you know that next ninety minutes is the ad money that much different that they wouldn't just run it in one night? They need to fill you know a couple Wednesdays in a row. I don't know, but that's all of that. That was awesome. Way way too long. The other quick high level thing. It's basically the same final as the Challenge Australia. So far, every part of it has been the exact same as one part, just maybe a different order than the Challenge Australia was. And in the next week on, everything we see is also straight from the Challenge Australia final. Um, and quick little small, small spoiler for something that Connor talks about in our interview that's dropping in a couple days. He says during the final on Challenge Australia, there was a lot more to it that they didn't put in the episode. They only did a 190 or 160 minute episode to cover the entire final, like from the house to the champions and everything. So not a lot of time to show everything. And as I found out from him, they did not show a lot of it. So I would be interested in maybe reaching back out to him or someone else from the Challenge Australia final after we've aired this full Ride or Dies one and being like, where's some of the others? Like, how similar were they? If someone was in one and watched the other, uh, finding out how similar they were, we assumed they would be very similar, but uh, turns out they might be, like, borderline exactly the same, just kind of elongated on the Ride or Dies side. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's on my mind for sure. 
And I also makes me wonder, would, does that mean they maybe would have done a two-episode final for the Challenge Australia if the ratings weren't kind of shit in Australia? I don't know. But those are the high-level things. Now let's get into the actual segment by segment of the final itself. The house portion, first and foremost, there's not a whole lot to it. It goes by pretty quickly. There's no change of location, anything like that. Bananas steal the money joke, gotta say. First funny joke from him in like, I don't know, three plus years or whatever. They're usually pretty old, worn out, tired jokes. I did actually, as much as he wears the stealing the money story, jokes, what have you, out pretty well. I did actually enjoy the the doubling down on it a couple times to Nani. I thought that was actually kind of funny. His toast, on the other hand, a little lackluster. Bananas, did he lose it a step in the toast department? Like, that was, as he says here, like, it's my, you know, I'm the toast master, whatever, you got to do it. But um, he losing a step. Should he maybe just be like, Devin, maybe you step up. You're pretty good with words. You, you give it a shot. Um, so... Interesting. Maybe uh, an allusion to how the end of the final might go. We shall see. TJ rolling in on the motorcycle. Very cool. Loved, loved, loved that. I I really wish, I don't know if the house allows for it, if there's enough room on the side of the house or whatever. I wish he would have just straight up pulled around all the way to the backyard, just pulled up straight into the yard with the motorcycle. That would have been amazing. Don't know if he was either allowed or actually had the appropriate room and property space to do that, but thought that would have been cool. Actually having to drive for two hours then to open the final. Kind of hilarious. Uh, seems, I mean, we get the, like, they hop in and stick shift, and so they got to switch drivers. So, like, it seems like they legit, you know, I don't know, they show them driving for in multiple different parts of the countryside. So I think they legit drove, whether it's for two hours and, you know, the clock that we keep seeing is actually incredibly accurate or not, I don't know. But I find it hilarious that that's the start of the final is just like, we're going to count this so that we can, you know, say a hundred hours here. But, uh, we just, instead of you guys riding a bus there, you can, you can all drive. One of you can drive a stick shift, right? Okay, great. We're going to get you out of there, which by the way, sidebar, anyone trying to go on the challenge, uh, this has happened before and usually in more dire circumstances like you might want to just read a little article watch one youtube video on how to drive a stick shift if you have no idea like yours truly just quick little tangent there anyways they have to drive i'd love to see the raw footage of those conversations i know we got to see a little bit of it nothing that was really all that entertaining or good but i feel like the longer that goes like there has to be some pretty funny conversations of like wow 100-hour final, pretty easy so far, huh? We just get to drive this super cool car, just uh, chilling here. Like, they won't let us turn on the radio. That's kind of fucked up, but, you know, whatever. This isn't so bad. Roll the windows down, hanging with my friend. I, 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 There had to be some kind of funny conversations in those vehicles about, like, this is this is it, huh? Especially Olivia and Horacio, given what eventually would happen to them. Like, I wonder if they're in the car, like... This is all the final is. We just kind of drive 12 miles an hour down this country road for like two hours. Okay, interesting. I can do this. So that's the first portion. Then we get to the first real part of the final. They got to do a little walk with their chest or whatever, but we get to the real first part. Nighttime biking and camping. No one... And as the final, I, I, I dropped a couple minor Challenge Australia spoilers before. If you still haven't watched that season and plan to, you might want to skip ahead 15 seconds. I'll make it that fast. No one can top Kiki cutting off the G-string 
in the stationary bike portion of the Challenge Australia final, which we see a redo of here. So just have to get it out that that's, of course, the first thing that came to my mind and uh, will probably be the first thing that comes to my mind every single time we ever have stationary bikes in the Challenge house or in a final, especially in the future. But they got a bike 100 kilometers, 63 miles for us dum-dums over here in the States. Horacio smokes Jordan. Horacio and Olivia smoke everyone combined, but Horacio specifically smokes Jordan, which I'm is insane. And only specifically because, you know, I came into all stars three and this season continually touting like Jordan's triathlon training, the endurance athlete that he now is in his regular life outside of the challenge. So when they hop on these bikes, I'm like, Whew, no problem. Like Anissa, you get 40, like Jordan's going to put down 60 quick and like, they're going to be off to a great start here, even though time doesn't matter. Get into that momentarily. But, uh, so that just made Horacio smoking Jordan and smoking everyone. He and Olivia both smoking everyone all the more impressive, even though they were the only team that was like, let's go all out and do this as fast as possible, but more power to them. They could, and they seemed fine afterwards. Like it was like, you know, it wasn't a walk in the park, but they did it. No problem. Devin, on the other hand, is the complete other strategy and is also the completely correct strategy. Who would have thunk it? Devin, step one, stage one, already thinking this through properly, trying to outsmart the competition on a way to a possible first-time victory. And he's completely right. He is quick to tell Tori, look, this isn't timed. Like, we don't get to sleep. Well, it takes us 30 minutes longer. It's 30 minutes less sleep, but we go at a casual pace. We don't burn our muscles out. We're not cramping in the little bit of sleep we get tonight. And also, we can probably put together the 10 fast, as fast as everyone. We'll watch how they put it together. We'll learn a bit. Of, it'll be fine. We'll lose, like, 15 minutes on everyone of getting into the tents at the end of this. And that seems to be about all they lose. And so, perfectly good strategy. Loved that from them. I think that was the exact way to go. And even whether one was better than the other, the fact that they're already just thinking this well and on the same page. And when one says something like that, they're both like, is that the right thing? Yes, good. Let's move forward. Just the communication is there. Everything about it is really, really good. Bananas. Let's just talk about this here. It has to be talked about at some part. It goes throughout the episode. He's trying really, really hard to make good TV. He's trying really, really hard to do his job that he sees as his job, which I respect the hell out of the commitment to the fact that it is a job. He likes to talk about this. Wes likes to talk about it. The two of them both love to talk about how what makes them so good at being on the show is that they also are like producers in the field. They understand after doing so many of them and have for a long time, like what makes good TV and that they're there to make a TV show and that they have to do their best to try to mix some of that in even while competing at their best. And you can tell over and over and over throughout this final, you know, right up at the start when they're on the bikes and he's, you know, whipping Nani with his sweaty rag shirt and making jokes and not caring that she's getting upset about it or whatever, that he's there being like, we're all riding stationary bikes. They want us to, like, make jokes. They want us to fuck around and get mad at each other. They want something. If we just all sit here silently and pedal, that's boring as fuck. So, while I'm, I also perfectly understand why Nani's like, fuck you. This is, we don't need to make, we've been on this too many times. We don't need to make good TV anymore. I just need to win. I just need to win. So fucking stop. 
totally get where she's coming from. Totally get where he's coming from and do respect. Even if it would annoy the hell out of me, respect the fact that he is like looking around. And I know in his head thinking like, there's only eight of us. Uh, someone's got to do some shit at every moment to make entertaining. And if it's me, then I get up all the screen time in the final episode, which is always a good thing for him. So he's going for it. And uh, most of it isn't that entertaining. Um, but also the final thing on it, he and Donnie definitely had conversations about this beforehand off, like at off, not off air, like in the house, but without the cameras there, or maybe if the camera was there, they would know, like when we start talking this, like behind the curtain type of stuff, you're obviously not going to put it in the TV show. I guarantee they had conversations at multiple times, you know, when he was fucking around in daily challenges earlier in the season of like, Hey, we're, we're the vets for a reason. We want them to continue loving us the way they do. We've got to give them something. We can't just be ho-hum. Yeah, we got a great partner, and we're pretty good at this. Like, there's got to be something there, and neither of us do the, like, messy romance anymore. We try not to be assholes anymore. Uh, it doesn't always work for him, but, you know, it's working a little better for him in recent seasons. So they, they've had conversations about this for sure. And uh, so, yeah, I get, I get everything that's going on there. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile, you'll get their unlimited plan for 50% off. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash save. That's mintmobile.com slash save. Hurry, offer ends January 15th. Then they all get to have a nice night's sleep. They all successfully make the tent. Looks like they get some decent sleep. I mean, they get to those bikes right around dark. So I don't know, take a couple hours, whatever. Like, I, I think they legit got to sleep from like, you know, midnight to 7 a.m. or something like that uh, for a final, although it's the first of, you know, three nights, uh, three to four nights or whatever of the final for the final. That's actually pretty solid sleep in like a real tent with a real blanket and whatnot. Then we get to the first real run and the bola toss. And on that first little run, love the, the, the images of TJ riding the ATV, all of them running behind him, looking back over his shoulder. Love everything. TJ really committed to also being on the clock for all hundred hours of these, just like sitting, chilling, watching at all points, commenting, love everything there. And definitely uh, he doesn't always seem to have to be do that, or I don't know, want to or not, but it definitely doesn't have to in seasons past. He's there watching it all, all day long in this version of it. Jordan wants to take a shortcut, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan's like, hey, Ben's around up there. I see TJ through the woods here. We could cut this 90-degree turn a little bit, save a couple seconds. We're already in last place. We're barely jogging. Why not? Let's go through the trees, Anissa, and boom. Ankle, toast, stepping on roots, whatever, in the leaves, in the in the sticks, and everything. Bad idea. Honestly, <laughs> How is this going to save seven seconds in a four in a hundred hour, four day final? Like, is this really, really worth it, Jordan? I like the idea behind it and just the intensity of like, boom, they didn't say we're not allowed to. They didn't put markers up. They're right there where we can go. It's just not the path, but it's the woods, whatever. But it's a little bit of a risk. 
and there goes Anissa's ankle. And it is a huge bummer. I'm really, really, really upset that now we get here, we have Anissa in a final after all this time, and then immediate, immediate injury, and now it's like, ah, we can't, like, get an accurate representation of, you know, how she would handle this grueling hundred hour final. Cause like hour one in real hour one of actual activity, really, I guess, uh, never mind the biking, obviously long activity, but you get what I'm saying. First hour of uh, first couple minutes of the first real long day of it. And there goes the ankle. It's a huge bummer. I'm bummed out about it. And it's also hilarious. It's also hilarious. So, so hilarious because of course, this duo, this is how this is where they would find themselves. Of course, this ride or dies pair that we all mocked the moment we heard it, that we all now know, you know, wasn't ever meant to be the ride or die pair because it doesn't make a lot of sense. They actually don't like each other, or at least she didn't like him for the most of the history of the two of them being in this world and on these shows together. But he gets thrown in with her. Her partner literally gets to go on the first day's boat ride and then told to go the fuck home because Jordan's partner isn't there. And we need Jordan on the show. So, boom, you're out. He's in. Now your partners. We all had a good laugh at it. They tried to put on a, a face, try to get the way through confessionals, try to find a way to actually go from faking best friendy rider dies to like maybe having some shreds of that be real by the end of the season. But of course the not, not of course she was, of course she was going to roll her ankle in the woods when Jordan were to cut through the woods. No, not that specific, but like, of course Jordan would want to push in some way early in the thing, overly competitive, overly thought moment that and Anissa would then like be begrudgingly do it and get hurt. And now they're upset and they don't know who to, they both blame each other. And the whole thing's a mess. Just of course, this is where this duo would end up. And so it is hilarious. It's also really, really upsetting and a bummer for Anissa. And I feel, feel, feel for her Jordan going the no chill route the whole time. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm on his side. I'm on his side. It's what Anissa has wanted. Now, it, this is why, even more why the, the rolled ankle's a bummer, because now there's kind of an out of, like, we don't know how it would have went because there's an injury right in the beginning. But this is what Anissa has wanted. She says in this episode, she kind of says, you know, with a a proper amount of, like, attitude behind it, I'm always having to prove myself. And, yeah, you're always having to prove yourself because you are like we, the, the proving yourself. And I've said this many, many times before is where the fandom and the comments and the podcasters, myself included, can get tripped up and make things too basic sometimes and do the Anissa can't win. So she shouldn't be there. When in reality, the, the slightly longer version of that and the true version of that is, Anissa, Anissa can still be an absolute beast in a daily challenge and in an elimination where there's real strengths, real weaknesses, some she could be bad at, a lot of them she can be absolutely great at and get her way to a final, but when you throw in the endurance part at the end and likely having to work with a partner is not going to happen in the final. And that's the always having to prove it that I feel like is the more appropriate version to say and is totally true. And guess what? You have the best athlete in the history of the show by your side who is a three-time champ 
it's now or never. And now it will be never, at least for this season, because we get an injury right at the start. So that's a bummer. That sucks. And even more so because of what we're eventually going to talk about. And now we're down to basically two teams here. Also, then we get to the Bullas, the running and the Bullas. How the hell does Olivia rip her finger off? I didn't fully get how the carabiner caught or whatever. Um, I would have been a little freaked out if I was anyone else throwing after I see that. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, what? Uh, how? How? What? What's going on here? How am I supposed to throw these? Do we two-hand? What, what do we got to do here? Partner, you want to throw? There's no rule about you can throw all of them, partner. I don't know. But, man, I, again, I hate blood. I was not about how much they were showing her hand, just her holding her hand out to try to get it worked on and fixed. Uh, just crazy. And also it leads me to a, a little dirty little secret theory that I had in this moment. All I could think about in the moment, again, before we eventually get to the end of the episode, which we're coming to here soon, and all in the moment I'm thinking about is like, man, uh, there's no challenge final these days that doesn't have water in like open water not a pool or anything, but like open water. And we saw the water they got in on challenge Australia, which is very likely the exact same body of water now confirmed by the next week on the exact same body of water that they're going to be getting in. And guess what? Open wound that probably needs stitches on your finger. You're probably not going to be allowed to get in the water that you have to get in. And I feel like there's a chance that maybe she would have eventually got DQ'd or somehow they would have had to do something of like, all right, this part, Horacio, you do have to do it by yourself because we don't want to DQ you for this, but you're not allowed in that water with that finger right now. So just a, a little secret theory of mine that I think it feels like that would have actually happened. Moving on. Devin chugs like a champ for his vegan partner, which I love Tori. Um, and I fully respect everyone's food choices in their life outside of the challenge, but give me a fucking break, which she is very quick to be like, I will do this. And I think later in the rest of the final, we will probably possibly see her going against her vegan diet. Um, also recently, uh, TJ said, on the, the challenge manias, like the live zoom for their five-year anniversary, I think it was that TJ popped in and he mentioned how now they're starting to make all of the food vegan in all of the finals. And every, anytime they have to eat nasty stuff, it's like a vegan version of it. Um, but I know in recent seasons we had Nehemiah, I believe on all stars two, uh, or three or both, whatever, two that he had to eat a bunch of shit or three, both of them. I don't know which they out They ran so close together and he's in all of them. So it's hard to tell, but one of them where he was like, I'm a vegan, but my God, if I can do this. So, uh, while Devin just chugs like a champ, he's like, I can do this. I can hold it down for you. And I think Tori would have, if he was like, yeah, like, come on, I need help. Um, but I, I hope that doesn't stop, uh, anyone from being able to go for the million dollars. Cause it's, it's still a million dollars at the end of the day. Like you can, you can cheat the one time, I guess, but I say that as someone who doesn't have that moral stance. So maybe I'm just the asshole Devin. Then final thing about this section makes a truce with bananas, which ultimately won't matter much beyond this stage where it does help them avoid drinking an extra thing of whatever that guts fish guts that they keep saying was, but it also means that Olivia and Horacio get fucked and would have been consistently fucked for the next couple of things as they were with the bola or the, the slingshot. And as they probably would have been, if they made it beyond that point for a little bit longer before bananas and Nani or Devin and Tori, whoever was in second place started being like, okay, to end, end the truce because we've got to catch up. 
final two stages we see then are the tires and the slingshot. Starting with the tires, Banana's vet knowledge of like knowing, sniffing out how this is going to work. He sees the name and instantly says out, you know, like this is going to be, we're going to have to put them in order. So like, let's take them in order from the start. It's very impressive. It's very cool. I applaud the vet knowledge and thinking through that. It also ultimately doesn't matter at all time-wise in the end, but it's still cool and impressive and worth shouting out. Plus also on the tires, you could just cheat. Like this would actually be kind of sneaky hard. Someone would probably get it wrong if you didn't get to all cheat off of the first team done and like double check your work before doing your check and leaving. So I wish there was maybe a little a way that they could have not got to cheat, but whatever. It's basically just run eight kilometers or whatever it is total there. Jordan and Nisa check in during these stages. Jordan, quote, I just don't know how we are walking this slow. We walk out of the house faster than this, you know? end quote. So that's how those two are doing. And then we get to the slingshot and two things about the slingshot, uh, both things that are obvious standout things from the episode here near the end. Seriously, how does Devin do this? Or is everyone else that bad at the slingshot? Like I know I need to be impressed and then I need to be whatever the opposite of impressed is that I can't come up with right now at, you know, I need to be impressed by Devin and the opposite of that for everyone else. But like on what scale do I need to think Devin is an actual legitimate wizard with real supernatural powers that he's just kind of sleep, like hiding from us? Or is he just pretty damn good and impressive at a thing that everyone else is also hilariously bad at? I don't, I don't know where it falls, but there's a big, 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 big gap, which means he's either like at the tippy, tippy top of he's a wizard or, and they're like just kind of bad or they're like horrendously bad and he's good. Like the gap's too big for it to be anything other than one of those combinations. It's incredible. It's insane. It's impressive. Then we get to Horacio and Olivia and Horacio goes two for two. Things are finally looking up for them. They've overcome a couple little setbacks. They've passed a team. They're right on the heels of the other team. And then smash. Holy shit. Like, how does this even happen? How did it even happen that it shoots back? Not that it shoots back. It makes perfect sense. It gets fucking caught up. The thing flaps around, goes all the ways. You can, it can fly off any which way direction when you're doing this, let alone when you're doing this, when you're super tired and already, you know, depleted of all your resources and bodily function and focus and everything else. And it's pressure and a million dollars and your partner just hit two of them, whatever. It could go any direction, but that's why it's like, how does it go? How does of all 360 degrees, it could shoot out of that thing at how does it go on the exact one out of 360 degree that it needs to to go straight into the bridge of this woman's nose? How? Just the unbelievable bad luck and misfortune. And it's so sad. It's so much blood. Again, not for me. Very hard to watch. Obviously, would have been a true traumatic, tragic, horrific moment to live through. So... All the love in the world to Olivia and to Horacio, mostly to Olivia, who is an absolute goddamn star, a goddamn champion, an unbelievable person, handles this. If there's if there's a way to handle the complete and utter terror and misfortune and pain and agony of a golf ball slingshotting from close range into your face and breaking your nose... This would be the best case scenario, I think, of someone being just an absolute badass rock star mixed with, like, vulnerable, open, 
compassionate human being, like everything possible rolled into one unbelievable moment where it would be perfectly acceptable to have any and every reaction possible in the world to what has just happened to you and the pain you're in and the trauma you're feeling and everything else. She's a champ. I love the backstory we got from her all episode long. I love how open and willing she is, you know, to do the confessionals with, you know, where we reveals all the bruising, I'm guessing from someone who's broken their nose before when I was super duper little, like four years old, it's like my first memory literally ever that I still have rattling around in this brain of mine that's now just full of challenge memories instead of this show that I've watched for 25 years. She does the confessionals with bruising. It looks like I'm, I'm sure we'll get a report from her. Maybe we're you know recording this immediately after watching the episode. I, it was definitely a broken nose and whether it had to be reset or what, usually I would bet it had to be reset, which would explain a little more of like the kind of symmetrical bruising across the rest of her face from that. But the fact she was willing to do the confessionals in that state to kind of show like this is what happened and I'm okay sitting down and doing these. The fact that, they then, you know, her and Horacio clearly came back months later. I don't, I don't know how long it takes for that to heal and not really be shown or, you know, be able to cover what's left up with makeup. But they do other confessionals after the fact where, you know, the bruising's gone and everything and she's healed all, all healed up, which means those weeks later, months later, whatever, which also sucks to be called like to know that whole time God, whenever this is healed and I'm, you know, a month out, weeks out from this horrible, horrible thing that happened. And now I got to go back and talk about that horrible, horrible thing and try to put on a smile and whatever. That's tough, too. So shout out to them for doing that. And she's just an instant star. What an unfortunate way for it to end I just love her in general, and I desperately, I mean, they can't fuck this up. They can't. If she says, no, I don't want to be on the next season, that's fine. Stars get to choose like that, so by all by all means, do you, Olivia? But if she's not the very first call, if she wasn't told immediately upon, like, on the ride to the hospital, like, hey, don't worry. If you want to be on the next 12 seasons in a row, you can be, and we will help you. We'll wink wink help you get to those finals and maybe redeem this moment because she deserves it she's just a legend one season in what a what an incredible first season and on the other side Horacio what a champ himself such a good friend in the moment hats off to him what a difficult you know a, a, a slightly different version of incredible difficulty to go through this on his end and it's just brutal to watch after she leaves and he, it, you know, he's finally like, okay, like she's not here. I can let my emotions about, I can feel my emotions about the fact that now the game's done and I can let that kind of wash over me and deal with, start to deal with that. And it's so sad. It's so, so, so sad. And I think personally, just let him run it. Let him run it for fun at least. Be like, dude, I'm so sorry. But, like, it, you have to have a partner, so, like, you can't win. But, like, if you want to, like, run it to finish it just to, like, see how it is or whatever, like, that's fine. We could we could use the extra footage and whatever, you know. You could, like, fuck with the other teams. I don't know. Just let him run it for fun or let him do double. I can't believe he's so desperate. He's like, I just let me do double. I'll do double the work. And at first I was like, well, harass you. That's not – 100% fair. You're the best. You might have just taken the best athlete here title from Jordan. So, like, I don't know if that's fair. But then I thought about it a little more. I was like, yeah, it is. Like, imagine those tires. 
You only get to take one at a time. Double the trips. Double the time. Like, I don't know. It might. It's not fair. Obviously, you can't do that. But also, like, wouldn't it have been insane if he did double and then ended up winning and got the whole million dollars and we saw him go to the hospital and take a check to Olivia or something? Like, that would have been incredible. I would have been ready to go to watch next week. So, yeah, that's... That's uh, that's that on them. And the last comment on that, Horacio versus Jordan, straight up running this 100-hour final. I got to see it. I would love to see it. I would pay to see it. I would. Ha- I-, I don't know who would win. I mean, Jordan would win, um, probably. But the fact that I just had to stop and say probably is a testament to Horacio. All right, the awards and power rankings and predictions. We're just going to roll through these super duper quick because somehow we've already been here for a lot longer than anticipated on this, you know, part one of the final. So best quote, haven't had it in a couple of weeks. We got back to it this week. Thank you to Devin Bananas and the medic of all people. Devin first quote, pressure makes diamonds and we are ready to shine and quote, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. I always like it. I've heard it plenty of times, but I like it. It's classics work. Second one, Bananas, quote, you've gone harder in Vegas for 80 hours, end quote. T- saying this to Nani as a form of encouragement for how easy the next 80 hours of her life will be. I got to say, you know, the uh, the the earlier joke was like the first time I thought Bananas had been funny in a long, long time. This one was fucking hilarious. That that's actually really, really funny. And even Nani has to give in and be like, God damn it. Like, okay, like I'm not gonna get mad at you for this one fucking around moment because it was actually funny. So hats off to that. And then the medic gets in on it. Uh, quote, you have blue eyes, so everything is going to be okay to Olivia when she's concerned, uh, you know, about like, what the fuck does my face look like? Like, how bad is it? What's going on? Is everything in the wrong direction? Whatever. And just what a what an in the moment response from the medic of like, girl, you got blue eyes. You're good. Like, don't worry about it. What a what an incredible thing to say. I give the best quote, though, to bananas that you've gone harder in Vegas for 80 hours is is good. We, we you got to tip the hat when it's appropriate to to him whether you want to or not best moment of the episode five nominees the Horacio and bananas and Devin to some degree sweat sex scene that is another moment of bananas just like making television um I think everyone at home thanks him for the part he played in forcing them to do a you know slow motion montage where we objectify the shit out of Horacio for a little while and then also a little bit bananas in Devin Devin what a team player loved it uh yeah that that was you know that was a moment certainly you at least call it that I don't know what other words you want to attach to it but it was a moment second one Anissa rolling her ankle running off course I'm sorry it's Again, it's fucking hilarious that the, that this is the outcome that these two would would have in the final. It's it's horrible, and I feel bad, but it's also kind of funny. Third one, TJ claiming that he hates puking while smiling and laughing his way through the whole thing. I don't quite believe you there, Tej. It sounded it didn't sound sarcastic, but I feel like it was meant sarcastically. Fourth nominee, Devin being a wizard with the slingshot. Fifth nominee is, of course, you know, not the best moment, but this is, again, where best moment really in reality means, like, memorable, standout, what's this episode remembered for? And I think I think we all know. I think Olivia's injury and going out of the game is definitely the, the winner of the award and definitely the first thing you're going to think about when you probably think, depending on what happens next week, 
pretty hard not to say this is going to be the first thing I think about when I think about the final of Ride or Dies. Maybe one of the first things, if not the first thing I think about when I think about the season of Ride or Dies. Best Needle Drop, four nominees, another incredible job by the music producers on this show. First one, I Don't Care by Charlie XCX. To open the episode, love that song. It was it's very fitting. It got me got me pumped up like I was supposed to do. Got the beat going hard. I just it was a very good opening song. I will buy you a new life by Everclear. Love this song. Perfect age as all the music this season is just hitting that sweet spot for those right in my tight age bracket, you know, and just love that song. Love that they were using it to start a final again, as we'll see with the other nominees on this list. It just perfect. The word matching the words and the vibe to what's exactly happening in that moment is spot on. That was amazing. Hard to handle by Black Crows when bananas is fucking around. Again, the words matching up perfectly to what's going on while also being an awesome song. And then the fourth and final nominee and the winner, because none of them synced up quite as well as this My Body by Young the Giant during the puking montage that we always got to have the puking montages. I'm one that I'm like, it's it's interesting I, a little bit, but it's really not like I don't know. I've seen once you've seen one puking montage, you've seen all eighty seven or whatever there's been in the history of the show at this point. And uh, but matching up the music with it and the word like go back, look up the words, go back and re listen or watch that scene. And uh, yeah, pretty spot on and just a banger of a song. So that's the best needle drop episode MVP. Two honorable mentions: TJ for again putting in all the work. I love that he's like sitting there, you know, explaining stuff, telling who sabotaged who, just having to generally watch as they take forever to, you know, run the tires or whatever back and forth. And then also honorable mention to Horacio, but the winner of course is Olivia. She's a star. She's a star. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it was the fastest healing nose ever. I hope somehow that was as not as painful as it would normally be. I hope that she is back next season. I hope she wins. I hope she's on my television screen probably for the rest of the time or for as long as she wants to be. Cause again, she's already in the star level status for me. They're like, you get to pick and choose. Like you should get to call them and be like, Hey, I'm feeling you. Let me know when 39 is coming. I I'm happy to do another one. Hey, guess what? I'm good for the next year, so start. Wait, don't call me, don't contact me, and then February 2024, you can start to contact me. And whatever she wants, she should get. Period. End of story. Olivia's the MVP. Power rankings and predictions. Right into it. Power rankings. Obviously, not a lot left here. Devin and Tori hold down number one. Which, quick sidebar. Devin tweeted and then got roasted by some other people who, you know, mocking it, Fessel, and then Theo coming off the top rope, uh, the UK Theo. Devin said that he is now going into this final, regardless of what happens, he is a top 25 male challenger of all time. I am going to do a quick breakdown of that on next week's show. I didn't have enough time to think that through. I also don't want to give any official top 25, but... I don't think he's, he might not be that far off, especially if he probably wins next week. Um, and so, yeah, we'll cover that next week, but I did see it. I thought the jokes about it were funny and, uh, yeah, but I also think there might be some, some semblance of truth to it. We got to think it through. He's at least put himself in the conversation. There's an obvious like 15 to 20 that come up, but then it's, it's there's like a big, big group after that. Anyways, I'll talk about it next week. I'll shut up about it right now. Number two spot, bananas and Nani number three spot. 
Horacio running the final twice would be in third on the power rankings for me if he was allowed to. The fourth spot would be just Olivia's hand. The sixth spot would be Olivia's nose. The eighth spot would be Horacio running the final three times. And in tenth, I've got Jordan and Anissa. Open slots on five, seven, and nine. That's the actual power rankings that I typed out um, while while getting ready for this podcast. So that's my feelings. I don't think Jordan and Anissa got a shot to catch up. And I think Devin and Tori versus Bananas and Nani one-on-one is a very, it's a great matchup. If you're going to have a one-on-one matchup, it's a pretty good one, but it sucks that it's a one-on-one matchup for 90 minutes. Um, Yeah. Bring 14 people to the final, but those are the power rankings. As for the predictions, Sticking with Tori and Devin as the winners, as I said from the front of the season, I'm 50-50 shot now of getting it right for the first time in five seasons of podcast coverage here. As for last week's prediction, though, nailed this final. I'm four for five already with the Devin and Tori being the fifth remaining one out there. I said it would be a two-part episode. I said it would be extremely similar to Challenge Australia. I said Jordan would put on a good face, but breakdown would happen at some point, likely early. Boom. <laughs> Very early. I almost got that wrong because I don't know that there was that long of a good face, but they good face in the two-hour car ride and then immediate, not so much. Bananas and Ani versus Devin and Tori were the only two that would matter pretty far ahead by the end of it. That already is spot on. So we've nailed four. The fifth and final one is Devin and Tori winning. I'm sticking to it. I think that's going to happen. And uh, we'll see, though, because, man, it'd be very – I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Bananas winning an eighth. I don't know how I – I mean, I know how I'd feel about Nani winning. I'd feel great for Nani finally winning. But I don't know how the level of excitement, like if this would have happened on double agents, the level of excitement would have been through the fucking roof. And now, you know, after the last few seasons, it's a little like, ah, I'm still going to be floored for her. I love her to death. She's a complete and utter legend of this game and has been a big, a weirdly big character in my life for a long, long time now. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a little torn. I kind of think I want to see Devin and Tori win more. And I, I more mostly because I think my feelings about that would be a little more straightforward. So we shall see and we shall discuss those feelings next week when we cover the Ride or Dies finale, part two, the next 75 hours. I promise that podcast won't be 75 hours long. Again, that will be the only pod next week. This Friday, we got the interview with Connor from Challenge Australia. Still got time to go watch Challenge Australia if you haven't already, and then listen to the interview. It's going to be on Paramount Plus, I believe, in a week or two. Not my interview, the show, although you know they want to license my interview. Great. That can be awesome and arranged as well. So thank you so much for being here. Hats off. Prayers up. Good vibes sent to Olivia and to Horacio. I just can't say it enough. They're the best. They're the fucking best. And uh, I hope that they know that they're the best. I think they do. I think, thankfully, it's been resounding from the entire challenge community, letting them know that they are, in fact, the best. But uh, if you haven't already, make sure to go find them somewhere on social, somewhere. Just let them know how great they are because they deserve it. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you on Friday or back next week for the Ride or Dies finale. Until then, peace.